The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody, welcome to another episode here of the Kick Pie Podcast, the podcast JoJo for inspirational martial arts talk. I am your host, TJ Williams, fourth degree black belt of the Chuck Norris system, here to give you the insight of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts-based subjects, and highlight individuals involved in martial arts past, present, and future. So for those who are just joining me for the first time, this is a pre-recorded episode, so whatever I talk about in this episode, it's either the past or it's coming up. Which brings me to say um, I'm doing my recording on Easter Sunday. So for those who are celebrating Easter, happy Easter. For those who don't, happy Easter anyway. All right, so either way, we get rewarded. I mean, we get rewarded with um, Easter baskets and um, we get rewarded with the sunrise of um, today. So for those who went um, to their um, normal spot to see the sunrise, I mean, I guess it's real beautiful. And for those who got their Easter basket, baskets, so I hope you got whatever you wanted. And for those who don't celebrate Easter, I mean, just think about it. We got three days off of work. Yeah, so we started off with um, Good Friday going into Easter Sunday. So that's good. And for those who are um, just um, been getting the update of uh, my um, condition, I'm still recovering from my knee surgery, which is pretty much in a good path. You know, I'm going out running. And a little limping when I run, but um, no, I'm still okay. And also, I know big news concerning my fifth degree um journey. I definitely got the uh, call, the thumbs up to actually be promoted to fifth degree this July. So yeah, that's gonna be a happy moment. You know, I've been getting plans ready, plane fare, I mean hotel stay, and of course the convention itself. So I'm excited for that, and I'm really excited to do my performance. So I've been doing a lot of hard work for 26 years. All right. So enough of me. And I have a guest with me today. Of course, I'm coming from Sanford, Maine. All right. She's, um, uh, studies in, um, Tom Taekwondo since, um, 2017 and ranks the, um, red belt and in 2022, and also she does more than just taekwondo she does shotokan karate starting in 2020 2020 yeah that's during the pandemic and holding the rank of green belt and for the last couple of months she um starts um bjj which is brazilian jiu-jitsu uh and also plus for that she is a mental health um case manager and has a PhD or should I say a uh, bachelor's in um, psychology from the University of Maine. So definitely that's a good indemnity in martial arts. So let me introduce you to um, Jessica Younger. So so she agreed to come on the show and give her her insights and her journey. So uh, how are you doing, um, Jessica? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I kind of come across you after I had uh, my interview with um, Andrew um, Evans, which was a great interview. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty yes. humbled that you kind of um, caught off to that interview and um, kind of I wanted to reach out to you, too, as well. So it's real great to actually have 
more people from that area to actually um, follow my um, podcast as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it was a great interview. And I, I enjoyed um, your interview with Karate Curls too. I, I listened to that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the great thing about me and her is like, we pretty much are like almost like close to each other. I mean, she's two hours up the border oh, from me. Yeah. Yeah. In Canada. So, yeah. Yeah. So great when you're close to the border. It's like, it's like you meet great people. You no, know, not only her, there's also, um, uh, Chris um, Hansen that also, also around the area. So, I mean, there's a lot of martial arts around the area that I know. So it's going to be a moment of time to actually come across those um, individuals. Yeah, that's a great, a great opportunity. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is what we're going to do. Um, you're going to bring us back in time, like before you even started karate. So this is basically from mm-hmm. your childhood to up to now. So like when you're um, doing martial arts. So um, the first question would be, uh, how would you describe yourself before getting into martial arts? Well, um, I didn't start until I was, gosh, 36. So there was a lot of life that I lived up up until um, before then. Um, I guess I would describe myself as pretty easygoing, very kind of down to earth, um, go with the flow type of person. I, as a kid, I did play softball um, for many years and I did dance for many years as well. Um, And I ended both of those things right around the same time when I was like 12. Um, It just, it, the pressure became really high and, you know, I just kind of fell, fell off the interest of, of continuing at that point. Um, So after that, I, as far as like being physically active, I wasn't very active after that, um, to be honest with you. I still love to dance and I still do to this day, Um, but that kind of fell off, um, fell off the radar for, for myself, but um, then I graduated uh, high school, went to college, um, met my husband, then became in the mental health field and kind of focused on that, um, you know, focused on family and friends and things like that. And then um, my son, who was eight at the time, he um, became in- said that he was interested in trying a martial art. So um, it was the first time he had ever been interested in any sort of sport or anything, anything like that. So um, we lived at in Sanford at that time and um, just kind of driving around the town there. I noticed there were uh, a couple of schools in the area and I contacted one and it just didn't, the price was high. I It just didn't seem, the structure of it didn't seem appealing to me. Um, they, they, the instructor said that they have like family kind of involved, but not training with the kids. So it just didn't seem like the right fit. Like it would be, it would be the right fit. So um, I reached out, I saw the sign on Main Street for T's. And I contacted them and they're like, yeah, just bring him in and, you know, he can try out a class. And he did amazing. Like, I've never seen that child work so hard in my entire life. (laughs) I mean, he was soaked in sweat and he did so well. And I didn't think for a minute that he would want to go back. (laughs) I was like, this is not, he's not going to say that this is something he wants to do, but he did. He was like, yeah, I want to go back. And I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. So he started about a year ago, a year before I did. And then I just kind of, you know, 
I learned that they had adult classes and I made, became friends with one of the other moms there and knew that she was training, um, Megan. Um, and so I, I just kind of had in my mind, like, I want to, I want to try it out. And so that kind of brought me to the place of trying. Ah, It's always great to actually have family like involved in like, like, I'm pretty much friends with like a lot of families that are in martial arts and, uh, you know, like I see them in a convention and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, uh, it's amazing. Like you have the father, mother in, involved. And then, you know, it's just like, you got pretty much a lot of indemnity. Like if you know what yeah. you have to work on versus what your son has to work on, it's like, you can work on it together. Right. And, you know, it's like, well, let's just say families don't want to get too crazy for it. You know, it's just like, you know, there's other stuff in the life. And yeah, Megan's another person that I like to interview. I know I reached out to her like a while back and I know, I know she yeah. probably got an exciting story of her martial arts journey. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm um, kind of going into like, you got your like uh, interest in your event because of your son. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. like your interest in getting started. So what was like uh, the one, well, the one push or envy that kind of, that you saw on your son that says you got to get started? Well, a big part of it was that I really wanted to change my, my activity level and get myself healthier. That was a big part. And watching him for that first year, I learned pretty quickly just how intense they trained. <laughs> and um, so I knew that, if I committed myself to, to this, that I would definitely get the, the endurance, the ability, the agility, all of the things that I really wanted to push myself to, to do. Um, And also, you know, I felt like because, because working in mental health and, and being sort of the easygoing, like go with the flow type of person I am, I, I felt like it would have been, it was going to be a good compliment <laughs> to kind of having that mindset, you know, to have um, even more confidence. I'm pretty, I've always been pretty confident in just who I am as a person, but being confident in my ability and my body and my, you know, in, in that way, um, I, I was looking f- to increase that. So. Uh, that is amazing. Like you had that, like, uh, what would you say um, your first lesson? Can you have uh, your first memory of your first lesson? And when you started? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> that's is quite the story actually. <laughs> so I learned, again, I learned Megan um, was a student and and I knew immediate. I knew that if I expressed interest, that she would immediately encourage me to start. And that's exactly what she did. She didn't let me down. Um, she immediately was like, "You need to try. Come, come, try it out. You'll love it." Blah blah blah. So I took three months. As soon as, when I mentioned it to her, I I was one of those people that literally took like two or three months to prepare myself. And to go to the gym and try to increase my cardio and things like that. Cause I knew, or I had a sense of what I was getting into and I was going to die. So <laughs> for that first like three months, I literally went to the gym like three or four days a week and pushed myself um, to, to get to a place where I felt like, okay, I'm not going to totally just keel over. Um, so when I got to my first class, about an hour beforehand, I was at the office getting ready. I had all my stuff getting ready to go. I started feeling my stomach upset. 
And so I messaged Megan. I'm like, Megan, I don't know. I, I, this could be nerves, but um, I think I'm coming down with something. And she's like, oh, well, you know, just you do what you got to do. Like if you think you're sick, blah, 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 don't, don't come. Now I knew for a fact that I, if I did not show up to my very first class, it would have been thought like she chickened out, like, you know, and it's not, it's not a big deal, but I just, I was like, no, I'm going to go. I said I was going to go. So I went and I was sick. (laughs) I get like, 15 minutes into the class and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Of course, you know, the physical, um, workout, the exercises, and I went into the bathroom, threw up (laughs) and I, as soon as I was done, I was like, Oh, I feel better. I can continue. And I went right back out there and continued, did it again and continued. I did made it through the whole class and I, let them know I'm sorry if anyone gets sick. And I'm pretty sure I got Andrew sick after <laughs> he was sick a few days after. So um, so yeah, that was my first experience on class. Um, and it kind of like was now that I think about it after the fact, it was kind of like my first test, you know, like to push through even being like physically ill, you know, and and I just um I just was so gung-ho. I was like, no, I said I was going to do this and I'm going to do it. I'm going. I don't care if I'm sick. (laughs) So that was my first class. Yeah, that pretty much was my attitude. Like when I started, when I was 10, I was, I came down with a cold, you know, but um, yeah, I I had that opportunity to do my first class. You know, I didn't have my Mm -hmm. uniform yet. You know, I was basically a t-shirt and sweatpants Mm -hmm. and, you know, it wasn't much of a physical exercise. It's just me learning the basics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, later on, of course, like you said, you were getting yourself like prepared for the physical workout. It just, yeah. Which most of the martial arts styles are mostly physical uh, yeah, pretty much a physical um, activity, pretty much, pretty much yeah. a hit class, I would say. Yes, exactly. That's exact. That's kind of how I describe it to people like P90X was was really big, you know, in the <laughs> 90s. So that's kind of how I describe it to people. Yeah. And and honestly, just even having the mindset of I'm going to start this in three months, pushed me more than I had ever been able to push myself prior to prior to this. So I was really sort of getting myself mentally ready um, along with the physical readiness that I wanted to get at least a little bit of before before starting. So yeah. yeah. Well that's the great thing that you kind of, kind of got started like early before you started because you know mm-hmm. with um let's think about it with black belt testing, I know that's going to be tough when you get to that All right, how far would you say you're from being at a black belt test like so So the next the next rank that um in taekwondo in itf taekwondo is black belt so the next belt yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah so you're close so at least you're you're prepared for the physical um the physical workout or the physical Mm -hmm. test yeah yeah and it's really great you know my 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 teammates you know uh megan and aaron who have been doing it uh, even before I have, you know, they, the three of us for every test, cause we pretty much have all tested together on every, every rank, um, so far. So, you know, we've always gotten together as like a team and practiced and tried to prepare ourselves together, which is, 
amazing. You know, I, I couldn't have done and gone this far without them, honestly. Yeah. So with me, I'm having experience with black belt testing, like roughly four black belt tests. You know, I know. And especially um, yesterday I had to do, I was on a testing board for a first degree black belt test. You know, you got, yeah, you got two people going for it like two kids going for um, black belt, you know, mm-hmm. for them, I kind of tell them beforehand that it's physical work. So mm-hmm. you have to really um, work on your endurance and, you know, I'm watching these kids go and i like, pretty much, I say probably within like 15 minutes, I hear huffing and puffing, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, it's like, you guys know the te- the material for the test, but yet you got to work yeah. on the endurance because usually the first part is basic endurance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I did my first three black belt tests, like my first two tests, we started with katas, like, and then after that, we followed up with um, hand techniques, kicks, everything. But mm-hmm. as, um, as I go from my third and my fourth, we started off with um, hand strikes, blocks, kicks, jump kicks. You know, mm-hmm. I guess in that case, they want to test how much our endurance is. You know, yep. it's it's real bad when you have we have to go first for everything. You now, for me, I could say for my third and my fourth, I had to go first for katas, and you know, I was like already winded. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but for me, I wasn't going to quit, especially right. for my fourth degree. I wasn't even going to quit because you know this is my last physical test before fifth degree. And yep. and yet for this fifth degree coming up, I'm not going to treat it like I'm just taking a, like I'm vacation. I'm going in right. there like I'm ready to fight. I'm, this is, I earned this opportunity. So I'm going to fight mm-hmm. for this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Where is the, where is it going to be? Uh, yeah, it's going to be Las Vegas um, in um, oh, July. Yeah. So yeah, we have it at um, like when I, when the convention first started, we had it at the Stardust right up mm-hmm. until 2006. And then we had to move to another hotel off the strip the South point. And mm-hmm. what I, what I learned um, today that um, we're going to move to another hotel after oh. we're done with that hotel, or if we're done with the South point, I don't know where we're going to go. Yeah. Uh, hopefully <laughs> somewhere near the strip. I mean, yeah. 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 So I, I like the South point hotel. I mean, it's got everything that you need. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry about going to strip anywhere, but you know, just, yeah. um, just to say that um, going to someplace else, hopefully it's near the strip. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about taking any trolleys or uh, taxis. Right. Going down there, we just walk across the street to whatever hotel we want. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, that sounds amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be my thirteenth time going there. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I've never yeah. been. I've never been to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go around July. I mean, bring a plenty of sunscreen. Yeah, and, no kidding. Yeah, it best to it's best to go to the strip at night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, not during the day. I mean, your eyes burn even when you got glasses on. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. 300 degrees out. <laughs> yeah, but definitely the attractions of Vegas are just so amazing. And like, mm. I've been there so many times. It's like, it feels like the streets of Vegas are so small. It's like, you can just take one step and you're on the other side of the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. I went, I took a trip to New York. I had never been to New York City. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I think I seen a picture with um, yeah. the DeLorean that they had over there. Yeah. Yeah. That was so cool. We just like happened upon it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Did you get, did you get in the car? No, no. I thought about it, but I was like, mm, I, I got good pictures though on the inside, but yeah, I got in that DeLorean. I felt like I was going to fall in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was very low to the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, wow, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely going to get to, like, the end of the, um, the interview. Um, of course, uh, 
the hidden dojo. So we're going to be prepared for that. So, yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. So let's move on. So what would you say your favorite moment in martial arts would be? Um, well, I was thinking about this. I think for me, it was um, not this past battle of Maine, but the one prior to um, it's a, it's the largest, um, it's the largest tournament in the state of Maine battle of Maine every March. Um, and last year I was a blue belt and there was no, uh, women in my division. So in my age and, and rank, um, division. So I, um, still competed of course. Um, and, but for sparring, I, they allowed me to spar against, um, the higher ranks. So I competed against, uh, I think it was four, three or four other red belts. And I didn't win my last fight, but um, I, I'm not sure if it was totally accurate because I, like, I won, I won pretty much all the fights against the higher ranks. And I was really, really proud of myself for not only, you know, competing still, um, but also sort of testing my skill against, you know, a higher rank. I just was really felt good about that. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much know that yeah. feeling. And I mean, I would say like the, the or can I say the reward is not the end result, it's the right. adventure. So that adventure of being in the tournament and actually competing, that's yes. like the adventure. I'm just thinking about myself, like, um, used to competing. It's like, now I just found out that the tournament I used to go to, like, um, in my hometown is coming back. So oh, after, wow. like, after, like, a hiatus, um, like, after um, the pandemic struck, it's like, it's mm-hmm. coming back. So I'm thinking I'm going to at least go and compete and, you know, and just at least enjoy the adventure. I'm not expecting to yeah. win. You know, I got right. not- I got enough plaques and trophies, so yeah, that's yeah. Good enough. And just to see like people compete, like uh, like even most of my friends that used to compete in um, the tournament. So I hope I can see them like mm-hmm. coming coming up next year. So oh that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, of course, um, I don't know if you heard of the Smack Internationals or uh, Kumite Classics or mm-hmm. or the yeah. Supergrams. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was hoping those will come back. Um probably in a couple years so yeah oh that's wonderful that is exciting <laughs> all right so pretty much i was going to ask you like how to describe describe your first black belt test but uh i'm gonna kind of um <laughs> kind of tweak the question here yeah, so yeah. if you were to take your black belt test uh well what would your mindset be um well and and I would say we've been told this and I definitely have used this in my other tests um, because they certainly have not been, not been easy to get through either, but um, just one exercise, one technique, one form, one thing at a time. Um, And just don't think about the whole thing. Don't think about all the hours or what have you that you're going to have to do. Just focus on what, you're doing in that moment and just keep going. And that, that was, I would say that's the other thing that I, I keep in mind is just, you have to just keep going. Don't, don't, don't give up. So. Yeah. I mean, really, as like, I, like I said, I see these kids um, when they're doing a black belt test, I was telling them like, don't, don't stop. Don't keep going. Yep. I mean, this is a battle for your black belt. And, you know, even if you make a mistake, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's a yeah. that's a mindset that you always got to give your students as well as yourself. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. So let's get to kind of like your current status. Of course, you've mm-hmm. been doing uh, men- you're a mental health uh, case manager. I mean, you've been in the mental mental health field for 21 years. Yeah. Uh, all right. So pretty much that's like an indemnity to martial arts, especially if you plan on becoming an instructor. So, mm-hmm. of course, uh, you would know exactly like what uh, mental conditions a student has and how to fix it. So, yeah. Uh, and how to just work with it, you know, and that's that's a lot of the times I keep in mind when in my job is just sort of meeting people where they're at and kind of helping them figure out ways that they can improve themselves, you know, and, and in the ways that are, you know, are genuine to them. You know, you're not going to try to force somebody to to think a different way. Obviously, you don't want to do that. Um, but how you can sort of help them shift either their focus or shift their mindset, you know, to to help them help themselves better. So yeah, meeting people where they're at is really, really important. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of somebody that's been been um diagnosed with ADHD. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up when I think about it now, I grew up with like a tough childhood, you know, for me, learning was just like, uh, I don't know how to say, it, but you know, it wasn't motivating enough for me. I mean, I wasn't right. academically motivated to at least mm-hmm. learn, although I can learn because mostly right. for me, I mean, I could say uh, my go-to um, place was like TV and video games when I didn't mm-hmm. want to read a book. But, you yeah. know, it's like nowadays, it's like vice versa. It's like I retired to video games. It's like I want to explore more history, mostly mm-hmm. with martial arts. And, you know, I'm yeah. kind, of, kind of going, getting in depth in everything. Like uh, like from, like you studying Shotokan, you know, I mm-hmm. just found out my style is like based off of Shotokan as well as um, Tang Sudo. And, mm-hmm. you know, I want to at least get in depth. And for me, like I'm starting to do katas other than the katas that I learned from my style. I'm learning katas from other styles. Like, are you familiar with um, Jian? No. Uh, how about Impy? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, Jian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I have I haven't gotten to the place where I, I'm actually doing those, but I've watched um, Sabam and Busabam, you know, Andrew and, and Churn T um, do those. So, yes, I am familiar. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to like get uh just getting all these. Well, even though I wasn't trained in the style, you know, it's just right. that's me trying to make it under better understanding for my style of where it come from, and you know, actually competing with these um with these katas, not the best, but you know, that's just me saying that I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, and I think I I really think it's very valuable to to learn sort of where things come from and to to get back to those roots. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm planning on going to this uh, martial arts festival coming up in um, next week. And, you know, it's like, you got like eight people from different styles doing like a a half an hour, like demonstration of their style. So I'm yet to see what I can get out of there, which I can put in like my future cry training as well as my master induction um, ceremony um, performance. So that's something I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to see the different styles. Like they are, they're, they're similar in so many ways, but they're so drastically different in so many ways as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's something that people should start doing nowadays. It's like, you kind of have to go beyond what your martial arts style is. You know, people just go roughly say, they can't roughly say the style that they're learning is the best style that they yeah. can use. I mean, right. for, you, for you, you are doing other than tank, tank, Taekwondo, you're doing mm-hmm. Shotokan as well as Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So right. yeah, you're getting like a lot of, um, a lot of indemnity. It's a mm-hmm. lot of things. Or like you get a lot of things in your pocket. So if one style doesn't work, you try the other style. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's kind of get into your um BJJ um journey right now. Uh, yeah. So you just started like for a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. I, w- I was trying to remember exactly how long ago. I think it was maybe January that I took. I went to my first my first class. Um, and unfortunately, because I'm training so much in, in the other two, um, I, I'm only able to really commit to once a week. Um, and even then has been, you know, on the weekends, you know, you get other plans going on. So um, I'm trying to get as much time in as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it sounds like me because uh for my school, um, there's another um instructor that we kind of work with um is from Texas and we have like a Zoom class every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh well mostly we kind of incorporate um BJJ in our style. We don't call it um BJJ, we kinda call it ground combatives. Because yep. we want it to be geared towards street fighting. Right. Um, and yeah. self defense. Yep. Yeah, so really, it's I kind of got so geared up with it, even when when I had my uh, knee surgery and I couldn't do much. But I mean, yeah. I still had that interest in um, still learning. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a very, very different, obviously, very different uh, movements and way to sort of think about your body and in um, in your opponent's you know momentum and all timing. All that is so completely different so it's been it's been an experience <laughs> yeah definitely i mean it's kind of an indemnity to me because i do pro wrestling so yeah oh right yeah 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 no i'm yet to get back to that so but first i'm getting yeah. my master rank and then i'll start focusing on getting back in the ring mm-hmm. and, but i'm not gonna do any more jumping no high oh, jumping. I bet. Yeah, yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah not good for the knee <laughs> yeah i want to at least get my running ability back you know get start doing like five miles once right. in a while yeah. Uh, yeah but at least i got my agility so that's good mm-hmm. yeah yeah thankful for physical therapy yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> and that's not easy either i've had physical therapy in the past on various things and it's not it's not easy to to do those exercises and keep up with it you know yeah yeah but yeah so if it was long as you're like highly committed to like the exercises right. like you know your recovery could be like less than what the doctor said Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, so who would you say you look up to in this journey? I know you say you kind of look up to your son when he got started, but do you have anybody else in mind that you look up to? Um, well, I'm going to, if she listens to this, I'm going to embarrass her, but definitely my, my teammate, Megan, um, she's an amazing human being and she's been nothing but encouraging to me, of course. And she's an amazing martial artist herself. Um, she trains in all three of the styles that I also train in. So um, she's just, I, I really very much look up to her. Oh yeah. I'm definitely gonna get her on my show. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm my, after we're done here, I might as well just message her or you might as well warn me that I'm going to message, message her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's the thing about my podcast. You know, I just don't want to reach out to like people that are highly known in martial arts. You know, right. I like to meet the people that are really kind of moving up into like that prestigious and mm-hmm. just trying to at least get themselves noticed out there. You no, know? yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, so really, <laughs> well, it's also a good way to also get kind of talk to people. You know, yeah, like I have that courage now. Just like other than talk to people in my own organization. You know, there's people out there that also trained in martial arts and you know, I, I kind of been in on three podcasts myself. So. Oh I'm, yeah. Yeah. So definitely people are looking, even though there's a one podcast that I didn't know about, they reached out to me. And of course I was oh, going nice. to reach out to them, but surprisingly yeah. they reached me first. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> so I mean, it's giving a heads up. So of course uh, the yeah. date was set on um, April 27th. Um, that's a Thursday. So of yeah. course it'll be like uh, eight o'clock, 8.30, like, p.m. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll probably, like, post it somewhere. So, oh, yeah, once, I, yeah. once I get the heads Definitely. up. Definitely listen to that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, before we kind of get into our hidden um, dojo segment, here's the last question. What inspirational quote best describes your journey? So, I picked, um, it's a quote from Brene Brown, who is an author in um, the mental health field. Um, And she said, daring is saying, I know I will eventually fail and I'm still all in. Mm, That's that's a good quote. So you say, say that quote one more time. Daring is saying, I, I know I will eventually fail and I'm still all in. Yeah. So even though, you know, and, and we've all failed, we've all made mistakes. We've all sort of blown a performance or, you know, blown, uh, you know, a technique, you know, or, you know, in class, you know, you do something silly or you fall or you're, you know, all of those things. Um, and then you're still all into it. You're still committed. You're still moving forward. Um, so I just felt like that was accurate. Yeah, I just like the they put the word eventually or uh, allegedly fail instead of yeah. saying you'll fail because you know it's like a little it's like fifty fifty it's a win or lose situation. So right. it's like if you were to throw five front kicks, you know, three to three to five were good, and then the um, two to five were bad. So I mean that's a good ratio, but you know it's it's vice versa. It depends on your demeanor or how you feel that day. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you got any more quotes or that's something that's uh you that's pretty much your main quote? Um yeah, that's that's the only that's the only one I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good quote. Yeah, I love that. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have finally reached our uh hidden dojo segment of the interview. This is where we find the fun parts of um Jessica. So this is where I'll get to um ask you the fun questions. So uh, are you ready to play this game? Sure. All right. So the first question is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten and who said it? The best piece of advice. Um, <clears throat> I guess I would go back to, you know, just the the idea of keep moving forward, you know, that you have to just focus on and really focus on what's right in front of you. As soon as you start getting into what's coming next or, you know, 
and especially in forms, because if you're not focused on on the technique you have right there that you need to do next, if I'm thinking about the kick that I'm going to hopefully not lose balance on, you know, five moves from now, I'm going to mess up where I am right now. So, and that is absolutely 100% true. Um, and, you know, just that um, something that... Uh, uh, my sensei said um, at JKA was, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what the quote is. This is another quote, actually. So now I have another one. <laughs> but um, uh, if you do not continue to heat your karate, it will become cold or something like that. Yeah. It's you have to continually practice. You have to continually um, work on your skills and um be committed to that and you will lose it or it will, you'll become stagnant basically. Um, so that was another good piece of advice that I've gotten. Yeah. So just thinking about my kata and all that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. there's uh, another um, individual that kind of um, follow um, Sheldon uh, Moreland. I mean, he kind of said like uh, sequential training. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that's the thing that I kind of, kind of picked up on when, um, when I talked to my students, sequential training, Breaking things down in mm -hmm. order to like make them a little perfect for when you actually are doing your kata. Right. Yep. Yeah, you know, some students get it, some people, some students don't. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like that's that's that's, that's the territory. So you know, that's how yeah. you learn. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, the worst advice you've ever gotten. Well, and I tried to, I racked my brain on this one and I gotta, I gotta tell you, this is like one of your hardest questions because yeah. I don't, I don't really remember anything that was, was given to me for advice that was like, no, that's not, that's not helpful. Um, but I guess I would say that an unhealthy sort of mindset or an unhealthy way of looking at this journey is, I would say, not giving yourself enough patience to get to where you want to be um, and not giving yourself enough rest and recoup time. Because I think, you know, the, the culture, at least the culture in my school is that you train every day and, you know, you practice every day. And that's not to say that they're not encouraging us to rest and, and to, to take time for ourselves and everything. But um, I feel like I tend to get into the groove of just go, 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 never sort of giving myself any downtime um, and finding that balance between training and work and personal life and things like that. So um, I, I really would encourage anyone sort of that is really, really invested in this to also have that balance in their life as well. Yeah, I would say like, you know, martial arts training doesn't always have to be physical training. It's like it's mental training as well as spiritual and as well as emotional I mean, yeah, so at times when I don't train physically, you know, I'm doing something like studying, looking at a YouTube video, or even writing notes or re reading a book. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like, that's something that some instructors out there fail to tell their students. Like, you, they tell them that you got to train every day, but mm -hmm. they never tell you, they never tell you that uh, you have to train mentally. You know, you have to have your mind set, like your mind right first before you actually do any physical right. training. Yeah. 
No, and I've certainly never had been told you shouldn't rest, you know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but just, you know, I think again, like the culture of it, you know, you, I tend to get into that mindset of just, I should be doing this all the time and every day. And it's okay to not do, not train every single day, you know, just to give yourself that time. So. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Uh, your guilty pleasure, how would you reward yourself? <laughs> well, I, I mean, as far as like physically, um, I would say I, I have a big sweet tooth. So I like to, <laughs> I like to reward myself every once in a great while. <laughs> but um, I also would say that I am very lucky in the fact that I have a good circle of friends that I get to go and do things with, um, my trip to New York actually was, was with a group of friends. So, um, I would say, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is sort of taking, just taking off and doing, doing some fun things with friends and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I want, I want one day go to New York to actually go to the New York comic-con. I mean, yeah, that's my, that's my guilty pleasure. Amazing. Yeah. That's my guilty pleasure. I mean, yeah. I've been to I've been to so many comic cons like where my, in my area, you know, I just want to at least yeah. go to ones that are like um, outside of New York or even New York City, even like San Diego. I mean, oh my like, gosh, that would be amazing! I've never been to a comic con, so I would just be geeked right out of it. <laughs> yeah, but like, here's a tip: like uh, the less prestigious, the less they're going to charge, but mostly celebrities. So yeah, I know the oh, deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite it's quite an indemnity. Yeah, it's quite an indemnity for me when I go over to Canada, you know, cuz uh mm. if I'm actually paying um like say $150 to meet somebody to do a photo op, I'm actually would pay less than that because I'm US dollars. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. That's even better. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like so amazing actually going in there and even dressing up in cosplay, so yeah. So fun, so much fun! <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I go to see the new Super Mario movie. Uh, no. I know. I saw that you guys were all decked out. That was great. Yeah, you got you got these cosplay all um, dressed up and just like for cosplay. You know, I only got a Mario hat on, and so all of a sudden, these kids actually asked me to take a picture with them, and oh that God. was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even in full cosplays. Like, yeah, how, how lucky am I? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to think I want to see that movie two more times. I need to see like the the extra Easter eggs in there. So. Oh, yeah. It was it good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was get, actually getting into it. I should have brought my controller. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the ironic humor. People see, right, right. <laughs> see me in the theater with a controller and they say, what, is, what, is, is this guy crazy or he's actually yeah. crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna do that next time. It's like see if I can catch somebody. Right, right. Like get some looks. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna set traps. <laughs> All right. So, what famous movie would you want to be in? So, if I could go back to before the Matrix was made, I would love to be a part of of that um, that movie. That was just so. It was at a time. I, I'm pretty sure I was a senior in high school. It was like 1999 or some somewhere in there. I just it was such an iconic movie at the time and it was just so cool i've never seen anything like that on a movie before so that that's that would be my answer to this 
<laughs> love to be suspended in air and do all these crazy moves like that would be amazing <laughs> yeah it's kind of like like a reverse of what we like if you go to sleep we're almost in the matrix or right. yeah and then of course we wake up we're in reality but like that movie yeah. is like you're when you're in reality when you're in the matrix you're in a dream but yet yeah, you're 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 right. there when they wake up they're in like some type of um futuristic futuristic um reality so yeah 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 no, that was, it would have been so cool <laughs> to be part of that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if I actually met um, Keanu Reeves, so yeah. Well, that that's my answer to your next question, is are, are one of the questions, who would you like to meet for a celebrity? That yeah. he was, he would be my my pick for sure. Yeah. 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 So, oh, yeah. So we got that question out of the way, the dream celebrity encounter. So <laughs> I, my, my, next question, my next question before that was um your secret talent. Um, well, it's not a huge secret. Um, I, uh, paint rocks for, um, I started uh, doing it as a hobby as doing kindness rocks. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but people paint rocks and they hide them and people find them, post them on Facebook, and then you go and hide them somewhere else or keep them or what have you. So, um, I, I started doing that a few, like, two and a half years ago and someone suggested you should probably sell them they're they're good enough that people would people would buy so um i've been doing i'm actually going to be uh i was last year as well but this year i'm going to be part of the uh, main renaissance fair and selling selling them there so i got to i got to get all decked out last year and i'm going to again this year <laughs> so <laughs> yeah well yeah any other like hidden talents that you could think of I mean, I love, like I mentioned before, I love to dance. I danced for many years as a kid. So um, that's kind of, I don't normally, you know, go out and and perform or do anything like that. So I guess that would be, I, I consider myself to be, have pretty good rhythm. So that's another talent of mine. Yeah. yeah and also <laughs> dancing is also a good indemnity in martial arts. So yeah, that's Absolutely. good that you got that. Yes. So, yeah, so you were prepared either way, like you you're mm -hmm. a dancer and of course you got into your fitness groove before you got mm -hmm. started so that's always good yeah okay. all right last question the, where do you see yourself 10 years from now um I basically would just love to see myself still doing all of this um training in all three hopefully um and I I really don't have any you know, end goal or rank goal sort of in mind for even that, that time frame. I would just love to still, you know, at 52, I'll be 52 at that point. So I hopefully will still be doing and going and training as hard as I do now. That's kind of what my goal is. Yeah. I mean, my end goal could be just become a master rank at the July or even train more and go for the next rank. So, I mean, of course, with the next rank, I just get promoted. I don't have to do much except take a, like a class and stuff. That was that pretty much it and stay involved. So are you going to train in Shotokan like officially or are you? Not, well, not really. I mean, you're just kind of like exploring it and yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. just understand any type of martial arts style. So hopefully the festival I go to next week is going to be kind of vital. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, have fun at there at yeah. that. All right. So before we kind of um end this uh, uh podcast, uh is there any last minute words you'd like to say to the listeners out there? 
Um, I would say that, um, especially for women that are kind of considering getting involved in martial arts or any sort of, any sort of fighting art, um, uh, BG, BJJ, um, especially like, I think, you know, more and more women are getting involved in that as well. And I would encourage anyone to just kind of give it, give it a shot and, you know, see if you like it. Um, it's not all about, you know, punching and and obviously that's what we, that's what we train in, but it's not about, you know, being the strongest in the room. It's just about improving yourself and day to day. So that's what I would. Man, definitely. Right, so thank you very much for joining me, uh, Jessica. So I hope everything goes well for you. And uh, just a reminder yes, for every you. listeners out there, uh, of course, this is a, uh, it's also Autism Awareness Month. So I forgot to mention that. So I hope you are uh, people that know people, somebody that's autistic or have any other mental condition. I mean, make sure that they, they know that they also deserve an opportunity as well as everybody else. So really kind of help them out and give them something to look forward to as they have futures as well. So it's very good. All right. So I'm going to do my little closing. Uh, for those who are just joining me, make sure you tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kick Pie Podcast. This is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you 